While Americans were fighting overseas at war, writers were fighting a war at home with their characters in the pages of their comic books. The war was just as complex on the page as it was overseas. The creators were fighting a war of propaganda and information with our favorite heroes. Comics were booming during World War II, and comics sold if they included World War II messages. A comic cover artist, Alex Schromberg, explained that they bought sight unseen just as long as the Japanese showed their ugly teeth and glasses and the Nazis looked like bums. This is just an example of World War II propaganda being so popular that people were willing, willing to buy a comic without even knowing what it was or the quality of the comic. The sales contributed to World War II propaganda being so prominent in comics, but it was doubled with many creators at the time being Jewish, causing World War II to be the main topic in the pages of their comics. The Jewish creators before the US entered World War II attempted to send messages of intervention and they showed the world that they deplored the actions of Hitler's Nazi Germany. We have all seen the image of Captain America punching Hitler on the cover of Captain America number one. Two Jewish creators created that cover and created Captain America. And he was created before the US was involved directly in World War II, and he was created in order to sway public opinion on getting involved in the war. As news of World War II spread, so did public opinion on that matter. America was generally against the Nazi agenda, and soon many Americans were united against the Japanese race due to the sudden attack on Pearl Harbor. This single event caused the US to get involved in World War II, and this change in public perception of Japanese people bled into the panels of many comics at the time. Not all Americans were against the Japanese because America housed a large population of Japanese Americans. And some Americans sympathized with the poor treatment of the Japanese in, in America after the attack on Pearl Harbor. However, comics would regularly feature Japanese villains portrayed in a terribly negative light. Common features of the Japanese villains included, but were not limited to, having greenish yellow skin, having a complexion similar to a monkey or an ape, buck teeth, claw-like fingernails, and they were often portrayed as merciless people. They were not overly smart either. All these features were exaggerated in order to unite public perception of the evil Japanese who attacked America. There were often stories of Japanese torturing the heroes or American soldiers. There was one comic in particular that included a story of Japanese Americans being persuaded into working for Japanese spy operations in America. The Justice Society stopped the operations and he reluctantly let the spies go so that they can show other Japanese that there are some of them who do love the United States that has sheltered them. This story lacks sympathy for Japanese Americans and shows the reluctance of people to accept a population in America was not bad. Stories like this lacked any sense of inclusion and pushed forward an anti-Japanese agenda that was common among the American people. While the Japanese were being imprisoned in the US, they were being attacked in the racist rhetoric of the comic books aimed towards children. These racist comics were successful in rallying public support and were a part of the change in governmental policy during World War II. The need for profit and the growth in sales during the wartime only encouraged creators to continue this behavior. Comics did take the viewpoint of Germany first, because the Nazis were a more dangerous foe to them. This, however, did not make their message towards Japanese any better. It was easier to believe in a good German because the Nazis were the bad guys. Japanese villains were generic and didn't specify a specific political belief system, like the Nazis. The Nazis, while presented in an awful light, were not as general and didn't target an entire race like the Japanese targeted in the comics. German Americans were not presented in a negative light as seen in a Captain America comic where he claims German American people to be very nice. It is rare to find a comic where German Americans were allied with the Nazi party. 
This exemplifies the racism Japanese faced in the pages of World War II comics due to how common it was for Japanese Americans to be painted in a negative light. Although there was an overwhelming sense of racism in the comic book industry during the 1940s, there were some stories that fought for tolerance. Will Maldon, the creator of Willie and Joe, criticized the racism directed towards Japanese in his comics. Another example is one Green Lantern issue that fought for the inclusion of all races in America. Green Lantern sponsored a multicultural Christmas radio program. The chorus was made up of children from different races and ethnicities. A woman stops the singing and claims that the children didn't have any right to sing because they were not fully American, which caused Green Lantern to point out that only narrow-mindedness allows for such mindsets. Green Lantern remembered stories of Jobs, who had rejected certain people for their race or religion, and he found out a character, Rogue, was the cause of these racially charged acts. Green Lantern finally captured him and told him that those who hate a specific people hate America. Stories like this were rare, but still present during the wartime and made an effort to show tolerance and positivity during a time of extreme hatred in the American people. Some of the messages were genuine efforts to involve people in the war to encourage them to help the war effort in some way, and some of the messages were done in order to spare profit. The war in the pages of the comics were portrayed as black and white, but the racist messages were complex in nature and motivation. The height of sales of comics at the time and an estimated additional readers due to sharing comics helped perpetuate these messages as well as influence readers into believing things not true. The war effort was complex at home as racist images were hitting the media harder than ever through the medium of comics. If you want to learn more about comic book propaganda in America during World War II, please visit Blank Museum Exhibit at Blank Museum where you can learn all about wartime comic propaganda and many other facets than racism. You can also find out how comics fought for the war effort on the home front. You can find out more about the history of comics from Bradford Wright's Comic Book Nation, The Transformation of Youth Culture in America, and Jeremy Dauber's American Comics, A History. Thank you.